What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my non-expert opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, manifestation, and entrepreneurship. Today's podcast is all about my relationship with my partner, Nick. He's back for part two, so if you haven't listened to part one, definitely go back to last week and listen to part one, or else part two will make no sense because we give you the whole background of our story and how we met, and then this one kicks off with the cliffhanger that we left you on last week which is who said I love you first and did the other person say it back and what happened from there. So again, go back to part one if you haven't already to listen to part two this time. If you're a first time listener, I give updates in the beginning around my personal life. I spent the last year in Australia, then I moved with Nick to Germany, and now I am back in the States. So I kept the States a surprise because I wanted to surprise my whole family and most of them listen to this podcast. So I did surprise my family. I flew home for the holidays and now I'm here. And do you know what I got for Christmas? I got COVID. So I was actually feeling a bit sniffly probably three days before Christmas. And I just thought it was jet lag because, you know, when you're on a plane for nine plus hours, I was on three different planes to travel home you do get like tired and people always tell you to, you know, try to boost your immune system before you travel. So when I got home, I was like, you know what, this isn't really bad, but I feel like I should get a test. So my friend told me, you, you probably should like Brevard County where I live is pretty bad. And she was letting me know she had it. Our other friend had it like people were getting it left and right. So she's like, I really just would go get a test at CVS. So for anybody in Florida, or at least Brevard County, CVS has drive through testing for free, even if you're not insured. So I was like, you know what? You're right. Let me just go get a test to be safe and sound. But it's a do-it-yourself test. So you literally go through the drive through They walk you through how to do it. But you're sticking the swab in your nose yourself. And obviously, when you do that, it's a bit different than having a doctor like put it all the way in. So I remember thinking, well... I think I'm going to do another test. So I went to CVS, but then for the next two days, everything was closed due to the holidays. So I went the other day to get a test from a doctor's office, like an actual clinic, and they did the swab and they put it basically all the way like back in my brain. It felt like it was 10 inches into my nose. And then they did a rapid test and that one came back positive. And then my CVS one came back negative. So I was a bit confused because I was like, do I have it or not? But then I realized I think the CVS one was probably a bit inaccurate because I did it myself and I didn't push it that far back. Whereas the doctor's office, I'm telling you, they like shoved it into my eyeball. So I do trust that it is positive. And even if it's inaccurate, I would rather be safe than sorry, especially knowing how bad the cases are in Florida. I would rather just quarantine. So I do have it, but I'm pretty asymptomatic. Like I'm recording this intro right now and I got my test back yesterday. So I don't feel like runny nose. I don't feel congested. I don't feel anything. So again, I don't really have a lot of symptoms. I'm really hoping it stays this way, but I am quarantining to keep everybody safe. My whole entire family is home for the holidays and I don't want to compromise anybody's immune system. So I'm just chilling in my room. And I have to be honest, I secretly am loving it. (laughs) I feel like I have been needing alone time. I pretty much have not been alone since the summer. And if you've listened to my podcast before, I lived alone for most of my 20s. So I'm really used to having my own space. 
Um, I think I lived alone for seven years, maybe six years. So when I moved to Australia and I had to live with roommates and then live with more roommates and live in hostels, that was an adjustment. And then living with my boyfriend was an adjustment. And then coming home and having my whole family here was an adjustment. So yeah, I kind of am loving the alone time. I get to just work on what I want to work on. I can slow down. I can tune in. I can work on all the projects I want to do. And it's the holiday break. So it's not like my clients and I are being super active or in communication with each other because we're all taking breaks. So I'm not really mad or sad about it. I feel like I am just taking all the precautions I need to, wearing my gloves and masks, spraying things down. But as far as how I feel, I feel absolutely fine. I can taste everything. Like I said, I don't feel any trouble breathing, sleeping, nothing. So let's just hope that it stays like this. So yeah, I'm back in the States. And with that came a lot of emotions and definitely almost an adjustment like reverse culture shock where I feel like I was gone for so long and did so much growing and healing and leveling up and ascending and just like looking at things so differently that to come home and basically come right back to my childhood house feels like nothing changed. It literally feels like I didn't even leave. And it's a very odd feeling because then it starts to feel like Australia and Germany were a dream. I was telling somebody this like, I was in Germany last week with my boyfriend and it feels like I was there six months ago. I'm like, how is that possible? Like just 10 days ago, we were doing our normal daily routine together and now it feels like I didn't even meet him or something. It's weird. It's like this brain of your part shuts off that is like, oh, well, now you're back home. We're just going to adopt quickly to be back home. So everything's the same. The restaurants are the same. My family's the same. Like it's like I said, it's I don't know if it's reverse culture shock or coming home culture shock, but it is an adjustment. And it's also a lot because I'm missing my boyfriend, obviously. So we lived together for the past six months and, you know, we're together every single day. So to not be able to see him, there's a different time zone and we are thousands of miles apart and I won't be able to see him for three months, obviously is taking an emotional toll. And then on top of getting this news of COVID, it's not really sad. It's just like a lot to handle emotionally. So I'm not like, you know, oh my God, the world sucks. Like, I can't handle this, but it is just a lot to process. I'm like, okay, wait, I need to take these precautions for COVID. I need to make sure that I can go back to Germany to see my boyfriend. I'm trying to adjust to seeing my family, but I can't really do anything right now because I have COVID. So my brain is just computing a lot and trying to settle back in. And with that, I decided to push back Mindset Bootcamp to late January. So if you were interested in signing up, you can still enroll, but I'm going to push it back. And the reason for that is not just because of COVID, because that like I said, I feel fine. So I'm just hoping the symptoms don't get worse. But if it does get worse, I don't have to, I do not want to have to cancel that event last minute. And it's truly going to be so high energy. Like I've never been to a Tony Robbins event from, from what I hear, this is the exact energy I want to bring. Like we're going to be getting up, dancing, doing group exercises, like writing um, exercises, mindset shifting exercises. We're just going to be doing a lot. And that obviously is going to require a lot of energy because it's going to be like a five day back to back event. I might even make it three days because I think five days might be a lot. So yeah, I'm going to push it back. But like I said, you can still enroll and you will still be completely allowed in the program. Nothing's changed or anything outside of the start date. But like I said, it's really important that my energy is there. And I don't know if these COVID symptoms are going to get worse. So I'm just taking all the necessary action. What else is going on? 
Florida is wild. Florida is like its own planet right now. I feel like they are living literally like we floated away from Earth and are living in our own galaxy. There are like no restrictions. Masks are basically encouraged, but I go places and people don't wear them. There's no restrictions. Like everything's open up, even non-essential stuff. Like you can get your nails done. You go to the tanning salon if you want. Like everything's open. Restaurants are open where it's so odd because in Germany, I felt like we were trapped in a box because nothing was open except basically the grocery store and a few cafes. Like stores are not open in Germany. Nail salons are not open. Hair salons, none of that. And then I come back here and it's like business as usual. So that's also a really big shock and hard to adjust to. And it's it's wild. Like I have no words sometimes. I'm like, I cannot believe that Florida has this many cases and is this bad with COVID and they haven't made any requirements or mandatory actions or fines or anything. In Australia, they would actually give you a fine if you weren't following the rules, like not wearing your mask or going to non-essential places or you know throwing parties. They would give you like up to a $10,000 fine. And in Germany, if you were required to quarantine, they would actually have somebody from the health department come over and make sure you were quarantining and like interview your roommates and make sure that you weren't breaking the rules. I was like, yeah, right. That's not happening in Florida. No one is going to come check on me at my house because it's a fucking free for all right now. So it is absolutely nuts what's going on here. And like I said, I kind of enjoying quarantine because I'm like, I don't want to be out there and this is getting worse. So I'm not somebody that's trying to like rebel against the law and just go out and do whatever I want because I don't know how this would affect my immune system if it gets worse. So I'd rather just not take that chance. Okay, so what else is going on here? There's really not a lot. Like I said, I'm I'm really working on going inward these next few weeks, especially during the holidays. I'm really into cycle tracking and, and using the phases of the moon right now. If you saw my stories, I did a whole little story series on how I'm tracking with my whiteboard. And I'm really trying to match my business launches and plans with it. So for example, when I'm actually having my period, I don't want to be in the middle of a launch. Like that's just too much. It's too much energy, too high energy. Like I need to rest and reflect when there actually are times during my cycle that I should be a little more out there, more outgoing. I have more confidence, more visibility. And those are the things that I want to work on. So those are like little fun projects I'm working on behind the scenes, catching up on course content, revamping my business. I guess that's a huge update as well. I hired a 12 month one-on-one business coach. I have never, ever, ever done that. I've never had a one-on-one coach and I've never hired them for a year and I've never spent this amount of money. But to me, it is a no-brainer because I need that next step. And I know that my business is going to up-level so quickly when I start working with her that the money is not an object. But I want to make something clear because I'm always talking about investing myself in this podcast. Whenever I invest in something I don't ever have the money just laying around on my nightstand like, oh, yeah, here's a few thousand dollars or here's whatever, how much money it costs. Let me just transfer that right through to her. That's not how it works with investments for me. For me, I either put it on a credit card. If I can pay anything in cash, I will. I always ask for payment plans. Um, I rarely pay for things in full because for me, payment plans just make sense unless the payment plan like penalizes you a lot where you're going to end up paying like a thousand dollars extra, then I'll put it on full in my credit card. But if not, I try to negotiate a payment plan with the coach or the mentor. Usually they agree, like most people do payment plans. So that's a bit easier to manage my finances and budget it out so I can try to pay as much as I can in cash. 
but I do have a high credit limit and that's where I use my investment funds. So a lot of times people are like, oh, that's crazy. I can't believe you do that. But I never invest with the mindset that I'm not going to make it back. If I did, I would never invest. For example, with this coach, the amount of money I'm investing in my like heart and gut, I know I'll make that back my first like half of the year. I'm not thinking, holy shit, that's a lot of money. I'm wasting it. I'm throwing it away. I'm like, I don't even think, again, it's like not even a thought to me. I'm like money circulates. This money is going to come right back to me. But that's a mindset I really had to get into after investing in myself so much and seeing it come back to me. So if you're someone that's listening to this and you're like, whoa, that sounds irresponsible, or I can't believe you're just going to spend thousands of dollars on a coach, I would suggest start small. So I remember like one of my very first investments was like a $32 challenge with Gabby Bernstein, like a manifestation challenge. And then I invested in like a $99 course with Marissa Lace. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready to level up. Let me do this group program for $500. And then I did one for $1,000. And then it just moves up the scale from there. But again, I just want to make clear, I do not have this money like just chilling in a, you know, overall bank account that I have set aside. Eventually, that would be the goal is to have a cash fund to invest in myself. But right now, I am banking on the fact that I know I'll make it back. And there is something about putting money on the line that lights up something energetically for you to get fucking moving. Okay. Every investment I've made that it feels large and scary. I'm like, well, you better put your money where your mouth is and get to work so you can make that money back. And it's always come back to me. There's not one investment that I've made that has not come back to me. So when people, when I tell them I invested in a 12 month one-on-one coach, they're like, holy shit, where are you getting this money? Why are you doing that? And for me, it's like, I need that guidance because I feel a bit lost in my business and I'm revamping so many things right now. So I guess it's not lost as much. I'm just lacking clarity because I have so many things in my mind that I just need to simplify. And this coach is awesome. Her name is Rachel Turner. She's all about the human first, not using uh, shame or manipulation or privilege in your business, really focusing on making your business work for you, be an expression of you and your art. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Sign me up. So yeah, I guess that's a huge update that I forgot to mention because it's a massive investment. And I always talk about investing in yourself, but I always like to add more context and be transparent about where these investments come from and why I do them and, and where I find the money because it has helped fast track my success. Like I do think I've up leveled a lot this year because I've made so many investments in myself, but also be careful of becoming a serial investor like I did, where at one point I was taking like six courses at once and I couldn't even remember what time the calls were and whose course I was signed up in and when I should catch the replays. It was a little too much. So this year and like coming up at the end of 2020 and moving into 2021, I am just simplifying. So less courses, less coaches, more one-on-one, and that's for my business as well. So I am still taking on -on one-on-one clients. I have about three more spots for the rest of, for the first half of 2021, and then we'll see who re-enrolls and I can figure out the spots for the back half of 2021. So if you do want to work together one-on-one, those spots are absolutely open. We do a clarity intensive call at first to make sure we're a good fit. And then we decide how we want to work together for six or 12 months. And if you want to do Mindset Bootcamp, that is the group coaching where you can sign up and it will happen late January. Okay, wow. I feel like I just went all over the place with this intro. So let's just dive right into part two with my boyfriend, Nick, where we kick off with who said I love you first. Yeah, Copenhagen was super fun. And that's the place where we said I love you first. 
Yeah. He said it kind of jokingly. Yeah, it started off as a joke and then I was serious. Like I I was serious. Like I was, I think I said it once before as a joke and this time again. But yeah, that night I was a little, uh, yeah, we, we drank with your friends. Yeah. And we, like we were driving home and like as a joke, I said it. So next morning you asked me, oh, last night you said something. I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. And yes, I meant it. So yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, and I said it back. So I knew I knew when he left Byron when I was like so upset about it. Like I almost couldn't believe my reaction to when he left. Then I knew I like really, really liked him. And then when you had helped me so much get over there and then the whole trip to Copenhagen, I was like, yeah, like I feel the same way. So yeah, I said it back. So then after Copenhagen... I go to England to stay with my friend because you went back home and then your grandma was becoming sicker and sicker. And then you were getting to the point where even in Copenhagen, you're like, I think she's going to pass away. Like this is probably like her last few weeks. And I was in a place where I was like in the middle of my business launching all these different things. So it actually was in a way, I feel like kind of good that we had those few weeks apart because it's like, you needed to be with your family and resolve all that. And I needed to like do all this business stuff. Like I had so many things going on. Um, And then I came back. Oh, this is like part of the weird thing about traveling abroad too. And like being in different spots is you were looking at the apartment and just FaceTiming me and sending me pictures. And I just had to like trust that I liked it. (laughs) Like we didn't go apartment hunting together and being like, Ooh, uh, we'll take this couch and do this. Like in the movies, when people get apartments together, it looks so fun all the time. And I'm like, I just have to trust that he's looking at an apartment for the both of us, not like a bachelor pad. Because yeah. I told you, I was like, I don't want to live in a crazy party house. If people are having a party like every day, don't look at it, like make sure they're clean. And I was just thinking, I was starting to remind back to all my times looking at an apartment that I'm like, wait, make sure there's good shower pressure and <laughs> a washer and all these things. And and you're like, I actually really like this place. It has huge rooms and da da da. And yeah. I just trusted like, you even said you're like you need to trust me like i will i'm not gonna get like a shit yeah please yeah so you ended up picking this apartment um and we the rooms are massive didn't you say it was like an old office yeah it used to be an office here and and it used to be like before we went in here like one year ago this was the well-known party apartment in Strasund. like everyone like i went i have a soccer team here and um like I told them where I live and they were laughing because they know this is the place where like they kicked doors and they destroyed the whole apartment. They ripped everything apart and then they like, now they moved and we like renovated a little bit, like painted one wall or so, but it's still like the kitchen is probably going to be replaced. And it's so like all the stories that happened here, they, I don't know, they changed the floor and, the doors are still white so i thought like yeah it's good enough big rooms uh nice people like i talked to one guy who was living here with us he is very nice easygoing so yeah there's no problem about this apartment at all i know and i'm like can you imagine if we had moved into like the number one party apartment in <laughs> like i would have been so pissed because yeah. i was like do not get a party flat no like, i didn't want it either like i yeah. have a i have a tough uh, study yeah so it's not easy going like every second day i have to yeah. go to class every day i have classes and i knew it so i like had to get something quiet 
and something where I could focus on my studies and you on your work, of course. Yeah. So that's how we like found the apartment and we ended up moving in and it was actually, it was fine. But when I had moved back, this is like right when COVID was again, I feel like I always say this getting worse, but like you guys have all seen COVID is so unpredictable. So I had to take a test and then your grandma was, I think had just passed away when I came back. She did pass away because yeah. when I was in England and then you had said that you told the landlord that we wanted two rooms and he misunderstood or like the other guy wasn't moving till December or something. So basically we only had one room. Yeah. So when we, when I came, you, we had one room only. So we had couches, TVs, desks, everything in one room because we couldn't get the other one for almost a month and a half. COVID was like, stress was like through the roof because of like, do I get a test? Am I clear to come? Am I going to get kicked out? And then your grandma had just passed away. So when I came, it, the energy was like very off. I remember being like, uh-oh, like, <laughs> is this going to work out? Like yeah. you were a snappy mood. I was stressed out from work and like, I was annoyed that we only had this one room. Yeah. And the energy was like, not, it was just a totally different vibe than Byron. And yeah. I remember being like, oh my God, is this the real yeah, that, that time was like, crazy. Like, um, I was so snappy because like every single little thing you wanted to get done, for example, Wi-Fi in the room, you just call the Wi-Fi company, they bring a router and everything's fine. This time, nope, that Wi-Fi is not working, no internet in your room, you can't use the internet. I'm like, how am I going to study? How is you, How are you going to work? So we had to, like, we have a bakery downstairs and like only in the kitchen, we have reception so we can... Um, we could use the, the wiper from the bakery to study and work. And it's, of course, not the fastest. Mm -hmm. So that was stressing me out. Then um, I had to drive to the university to print everything. That is like one hour, one, one and a half hours a day gone, like away from, from home. And all these little things, like you can't just, you can't just get the Wi-Fi because it's so difficult. Like you have to, like I spent half a week to a week getting a SIM card and Wi-Fi because it's just so ridiculous over here. They need your passport. They need everything to give you a $10 SIM card. I was like, what the hell are you, what are they thinking? That, I just also remembered this too, that we were trying to figure out if I could get a language visa. And so we had oh, to yeah. call places and like no one would speak English. So you not only were getting everything set up for you, but you had to help me. Yeah. So it was almost like he had a kid where I'm like, I can't do anything. Like I can't walk around the city and ask people in German because I don't know any German. We're also in East Germany where they it's not like touristy. Like they don't speak English as much here. They don't like to speak English. And also I like, I just needed help. So it was like, you were in the middle of about to study your grandma had just passed away we had all this shit in the room remember the first week we couldn't even like walk through the room it was like leaping over things yeah. i don't even think we had the couches where they were it was just really weird like yeah. it was like a ton of junk in the room all this stress and then my work i hadn't really moved anything around so i had like one-on-one -on -one calls with clients and then like nick said the wi-fi sucks so like i couldn't even turn on the video and then i would do a podcast interview and it would cut out like 15 times and i'm like this is my livelihood. Like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to do my job. But then, like you said, the Wi-Fi people were like, oh, you don't have the cord. You don't have the right thing. And it yeah. was just like kind of a mess the first week. And of, and then I remember just being like, I think we need to step away from each other for a second. So I was like, I'm going to stay in this room and you go out there or I'll take the kitchen and you go in there because 
I knew this wasn't personal. Like I knew you weren't being like, Oh, I don't know about Chelsea. Like I knew you were under a lot of stress. So I didn't take it like, Oh, he doesn't want to be with me. I was like, I'm just going to like separate the space because it's too much to be like on top of each other. Yeah. That was really good because my head was spinning around Wi-Fi study visa and language course. And like, for example, the language schools are open two days a week on the afternoons only. And I'm like, wow, this is nothing. So it took us, took me a month to like, or half a month, like mm-hmm. two, three, four weeks until I could get the information I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And that was so ridiculous. Like I asked, is she eligible for that visa? One person said, I can tell you next school. Like, yes. Then I called the office that is um, responsible for uh, people coming to Germany and wanting a visa. And they're like, oh, you have to talk to the schools. And I was like, I just talked to two schools. They don't want to tell me. So they were like, oh, yeah, well, nothing we can do. I was like, wow, thanks for nothing. So all these things added up and added up. And I was like, why can't I just call a school and someone is able to tell me if she, you can get that visa? Right. It's so it was it was so weird. And we ended up she, you are not allowed to take that uh, school, like that language uh, course, because you need to already have a um, study or already have a job here mm-hmm. and that and then they say um you have to get a language visa you can tell say yourself i need language course bef- before i start start working so mm-hmm. it's all backwards and back and forth so yeah it was crazy yeah it was a really crazy time and but it really only lasted like that one period where mm-hmm. we like the energy was really off was only like a week but that's also because other people had just moved in at the same time. So we were like reorganizing the kitchen and people were like building furniture in the hallway. And like, it was just like a weird, everybody was all over and trying to get to know each other. Like no one had figured out their groove and nothing was working. So yeah, it was just kind of stressful, but we ended up being fine. Like I said, I just kind of like separated. This is, we weren't on full lockdown yet. So I would actually try to like go outside and work at a cafe or like go somewhere else. Cause I was like, the energy is just there's too many people in there doing too many things and it's like off so then we resolved it and we were fine so but that also was a big thing for our relationship like we saw okay this was like a really really tough time Mm -hmm. and we were able to get through it so yeah really good yeah so then after that again at this point now i'm like nick we've actually faced a lot of stuff for just being a new couple like the first like getting over the age thing then like your family's house then the whole like moving in COVID grandma passing away, like all these things on top of like the visa. And then like, of course, friends and family were judging us on our age gap and the moving in quickly. So we had to deal with all these other opinions. So I'm like, we've actually done a lot of stuff for the very few months we've been together. Like most couples don't have to deal with any of this stuff for like a year. And we just went through it all in the three months. So yeah. it's like, we, if we can handle this stuff, like to me, we could handle anything. So I just started to figure out like our conflict resolution was always like really easy. Like, I don't ever remember, I think because the first few times we had conflict, you help you handled it so well that I was like, I never feel scared now to tell you how I feel or what I'm what's going on in my mind, because I know you're not going to be like, Oh, really? Like, yeah. da, da, da. like you, you're like, okay, like, great. So that's something that's really different. I think about this relationship is when I was younger and more insecure, I would be scared to bring, th- bring things up of like, or I would take it personally, like that whole week where the energy was off 
three years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, it's me. He wants me to move out. He doesn't love me. Like, and this time I was like, it's not anything to do with me. Um, there's actually a very specific memory I have when I was in England and I had told you earlier, I think we haven't like FaceTimed or really talked that much because you were going through so much. And I remember that day being like, okay, well, I would love to FaceTime later. And you're like, yeah, for sure. I'll call you later. And then it had been like all day and I didn't hear from you at all. And it was like 9 PM and like the old evil part of me, like wanted to like go off on you and be like, I was like this close to picking up the phone and being like, wow, you said you were going to call me and now it's been nine hours. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, and I remember even picking up my phone being like, okay, don't word it like that, but at least say you're disappointed that he didn't call. And I was like, Chelsea, put the phone down. Like, you know, he likes you. He wouldn't, he's not blowing you off. Like you're moving to Germany. And then later you're like, yeah, my, sorry, my grandma, either she had just passed or she was like on her final deathbed. And I was like, thank God, Chelsea, you weren't like insecure and said something because that would have been so silly to think it's about me when it's not about me. It's like, no, I'm going through a family emergency. It's not, I'll call you when I call you. So that's just like a learning lesson from when I was younger to now is like, just because you didn't call me at the exact time doesn't mean you're like, oh, I'm not feeling it anymore. It's like, no, my family is like going through something. So that was just an example I thought of. Yeah. Okay, so now we live together and we basically, how long have we been in lockdown now? <laughs> Feels like forever. Yeah, I mean, we never went really out of lockdown. Like, well, there were there was a period where everything was open, like cafes oh, and restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of October, I think, yeah. So we were like... The first two weeks you got here were pretty normal. Yeah, so I was like, I could go to a cafe. I was like walking around. The town is cute. Like there's a there's the ocean, there's nature, like it's very Nordic. And so I was like, it reminds me of Copenhagen actually a lot. And so when I got here, that was the other thing. People were like, oh, you've never been to Germany. What are you going to do if you don't like it? Da, da, da. And when I found out it was by the ocean and the sea, I was like, that's all I want to be is by water. Of course, I hate the cold and the dark, but <laughs> whatever. I was like, at least we're by water. And then you were sending me pictures, like, look at all these cool buildings and cafes and it's fine. But um, we went into lockdown and at first, I don't think I was ever worried. I just remember being like, wow, we're really going to be inside, like on top of each other. Like, I think the Wi-Fi still wasn't like fully sorted out. Yeah. And I was like, what are we going to do? Like, I'm going to, I was working in the kitchen using a bakery's Wi-Fi and it just kept cutting out. And I was like, this is like unsustainable. Like I can't run a business like this, but you can't go to school. And so during lockdown, I think our biggest issue was just like Wi-Fi and not like cutting each other's like studies or business time off. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, this sitting on top of each other wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and still the Wi-Fi isn't still isn't figured out, but our room, our flatmate, he has Wi-Fi now. And like every single, like we are in the five shared apartment. And um, like the other people that have Wi-Fi, they um, shared us, sh- shared with us. So we are hooked up now and everything's up and working. But yeah, I expected like we were every day on top of each other. It could have been worse. Yeah, I was but like, was... oh my God, I was freaking out. I was already kind of freaking out about moving in because I've never lived with a boyfriend. And obviously we had really only known each other for like two or three months. And then it was COVID lockdown. And I just started my business. So I was like, this is a lot. Like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I lived alone for most of my twenties. 
So I was just worried about little things like, oh my gosh, like what if we eat at different times or what if he doesn't want to eat what I want to eat and like just stupid little things like laundry and cooking. And I was like starting to kind of paranoid myself like, oh my gosh, what if I wake up and and he wakes up earlier than me like stupid little things I was kind of getting worried about living together but then after the first few weeks it was fine and then like you said the lockdown it was kind of like what are we gonna do like this is just the card we were dealt so we have to deal with it like I can't do anything to fix it you can't do anything to fix it if we can we will figure out but we did our best so it was like okay and then I think one of the the things you realized too is like we're willing to compromise like you asked me one time when I'm on my studies, could you either go to the kitchen or like wait until I'm done and then you can use the Wi-Fi and then we can switch rooms or whatever. And I was like, sure. And you were like, oh, okay. Like, I think we were thinking in the past, maybe I would have been like, oh, you want me to use the kitchen? Like, why don't you use the kitchen? Like, (laughs) it was like, okay, well, if I want to use the Wi-Fi in the room, then hopefully when I want to do that, he'll move out to the kitchen too. It was like the golden rule. Like, do unto others as you want done unto you. Like yeah. I, if he wants me to do that, then I hope when I ask him, he'll do the same thing. That's how it, yeah, that's how it works. So lockdown. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, how is it like living right on top of each other? Well, first of all, we ended up getting the other room. So now it's nice because I can work in here and it's kind of like my desk space. And then you have the other room. Yeah. And then it's like, it does feel like, cause I work in here all day that I'm at work all day. So then when we see each other, it's actually like, oh, yeah, I haven't really seen you all day. So it feels like I was at a day of work or vice versa. Yeah. So it's been fine. Like in between our breaks, we, we eat every meal together. Maybe not breakfast because you wake up way earlier than I do. Yeah. But we eat every meal together. We cook together. We get groceries together. And like, I don't know, it's been fine. It's been actually surprisingly easy. Yeah, and also we got in a habit of doing the dishes every evening. I mean, in the hostels, you have to do your own dishes. Yeah. So it's not much different here in this apartment. So that's why it's easier for me. Like back home, I remember like my mom telling me to do the dishes and all that stuff. Like everyone has that at home. Right. But when you are responsible for your own apartment, for your own like clean cleaning up and all that stuff, you're like, okay, it actually has to get done now. And if the sink is full, the sink is full. Like there's nothing you can do anymore. So you have to clean it up. So it's good that we both have this habit of sometimes the one cleans more, sometimes the other one cleans more. Like it it just evens out at one point. Yeah. I I was worried about that too. I was like, oh my gosh, what if I'm like the one that's doing all the cleaning and the laundry and the cooking? Like I'm going to be really resentful, but we're kind of like a tag team with everything. Like you wash them, I dry them. Like I put the laundry in, you take it out. Like it's kind of been really easy without being... I don't feel like I've been nagging about it. And no. I don't think you've been like, oh, what the fuck? You haven't done it either. Like, neither of us are like that. No. Um. Okay. So that's like really what's been going on in lockdown. I feel like we can get to listener questions because we have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're already an hour and 20 minutes in. I mean, I've answered a few of them. We've answered quite a bit just from going through our story. Yeah. But someone asked how and why you won me over both and I and they want to hear both sides so how you won me over I think was you were so easygoing and like not overthinking things and very like go with the flow and I I tell you this all the time you're like very resourceful and you do things that I wish other people would do like for example if I'm like oh I don't know they said to call later and you'll be like, okay, well, what's later? Like between four and five? And I'll be like, yeah. And you're like, okay, so then you're going to call it four, right? And I'm like, yeah. 
I don't know. And you're like, well, why don't you know? Like they said, call it for like, you're just very matter of fact, but not in a pushy way. And yeah. I actually like really like that. And so I remember that happened so much where I was like, you're, you just can find a solution for everything. Like, I feel like I could trust you with anything to like find a solution. And you would be like, yeah, like easy. It's called Google. Like <laughs> you would figure it out. Yeah. And so I feel like you won me over cause you were doing, you, it was so, we just got along really well. And you were so confident about claiming our relationship status. Like I never felt like I had to question, like as soon as we had that click, it was like, you were so sure of me. Like we would go out and you weren't, because there's a difference between being like, oh, I'm with you. And then you go out and you're like, oh, what? don't talk to me. Or like, oh, maybe we'll hook up at the end of the night. It was like, we would go out and you would be like, you have your arm around me or like, come bring me around other people. Or even if you, you are very social, which I love, like you would bop around, but you would never make me feel like, oh, you're only the girl I hook up with in the hostel. And then yeah. at, when I'm outside, I'm not going to talk to you. Like you, and even with the whole girlfriend thing, your friend Chris was like, you know, you called her your girlfriend last night. And you're like, yeah. Like you were just so confident about it that I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, I, I really like him. So I feel like you won me over with your like confidence and reassurance in our relationship and just like how easygoing. Yeah. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you... No, I won you or you won me over. How does that work? How do, how do you phrase that? Yeah, I won you over. I won you over. I'm saying that you would say that. Ah. How, you, Chelsea, how did I win you over? You won me over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the language barrier. <laughs> um, you won me over by being so easygoing, like not jealous at all, not uh, like demanding all the time. Um like yes yeah, so easy to to get along with and not so like not too settled like also a little crazy like we could go out and drink and not be like oh i'm too old for this like oh no you kids do your thing and i'm doing something with the grown-ups mm-hmm. like you never made me feel 20 year old or 21 year old like mm-hmm. you always accepted me the way i was and we have the same interests like when i want to go out and you want to go out we went out to that together and if you didn't want to go out because you had something the next day early or something, you were like, okay, I'm going to go back. And you trust me of being like in that group, like other, other mm-hmm. girls that are insecure would be like, Oh God, no. What if he talks to other girls and everything? Like, I'm like, I enjoy talking to other people, including boys and girls. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a big issue if you would have been like a jealous person. So with you being so relaxed and easygoing and yeah, do you, you do your thing. I do my thing. That was really a big point for me. Yeah. And you kind of did a jealousy test in Byron. Yeah. <laughs> you like went out one night and you were like bopping around talking to all the girls and then you would like say little things to me. Yeah. And I we talked about this the other day where I was like, why did you have to do that? Like, why couldn't you just see if I was jealous naturally instead of doing this like test? Yeah. I Because if I talk to a girl on a party, I don't, I don't turn around and look at your reaction like all the time. Like say one thing to her to make her laugh then look at you how's your reaction that would have been weird so we did these nagging we still do these nagging little nagging things Mm -hmm. where we like uh, tease each other uh emotionally um i don't know how to phrase that yeah that's how that's right yeah nagging is a little different but i think like yeah teasing each other yeah like emotionally Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah that's like that's that was my way of testing like the boundaries okay where's the stop sign where's like where's your where you're out of your comfort zone and like and i like that you are so tolerant with me talking to so many different people yeah 
because that was the other thing too, I think why you won me over is when you would talk to people, you weren't doing it of like putting your arm around them and giving a kiss on the <laughs> cheek and being like sleazy about it. Like it was like, no, yeah. I genuinely like having friends from all over. Like I'm not going to just hang out with you when we go out. And, but I liked that too. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be someone's, I don't want someone to be like my puppy. Like yeah. that would be not a relationship. That wouldn't work out with me. So yeah, that was me testing out the bodies. <laughs> so yeah, I think, so we answered that question. Someone asked if you're planning to come to the U.S. and get a green card. Green card as of in, starting to living in, in, in America. The US. That's a tough one. I spent a year abroad in the U.S. and um, I was also a year in Australia now. So I, if I compare these two, I'm like, okay, Australia is much better for me because it's so easygoing. Everyone is happy. It's so like, I don't say that America is not happy or anything, but Australia is just so my my vibe, like this yeah. easygoingness, this do-do-do, like we see what comes when there's a problem in the future, we'll see when there's a problem in the present time. So, yeah. and I feel like America is always very overthinking things. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not sure about um, coming to the US and living there. If you want to live there and we are still together at one point, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I don't, I don't hate Florida. Florida is awesome. So and I would probably live in like, california or something and california is like australia so fine it's with like, me yeah. yeah nothing wrong i've never been to california so i will definitely come back to um america to like for example visit my old host family to like catch up with people i knew in virginia and um yeah green card i don't know whenever it approaches me yeah but that's not like in the plans like we've no. never been like okay here u.s green card like we've never talked about yeah. that because i don't really have plans to go to back to the u.s outside of like in between visas but not to like go back anytime soon yeah so someone asked if your parents speak english yes uh we also got the question how is it dating someone from a different country um for me i feel like it was re really weird watching the election unfold over here because in america the there's so many like political ads and the tension is so high and so over here i was like this is going to be like very different this doesn't have anything to do with like dating you but i think being in another country is like of course you you're not seeing everything that's un unfolding in your own country yeah. like i don't see every little thing that's happening in the u.s now because i'm here like if we turn on the news they do show some american things but then they show german things so i think that's like a big thing with dating someone is like you start getting almost like filtered information from your country. Yeah. And so it was like kind of just weird watching the election unfold. But also I think the biggest thing of like dating you is just like the, the small things. Like, I don't think there's, it's like, Oh, he's German. So this happened. Like, it's kind of just like, for example, you eat slower <laughs> because you're <laughs> European where Americans like we eat at our desks, we eat drive through, we like grab our lunch on the go where here, I remember when we first would eat together, even in Byron, I was like, holy shit, he takes like an hour to eat toast and cream <laughs> cheese. Like, how does this take so long? And you're like, doo, 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 spread the cream cheese. Yeah. Like, you love Make to take nice. your time. And I feel like that's a very European thing is like eating slower. And um, you actually, I always tell you this, you like have really good table manners. You yeah. like cut everything super well and like take your time. But that was something that was different. I was like, I remember in Byron, I was like, okay, let's go to the beach. In my mind, I'm like, let's throw on our bathing suits, grab something and go. 
And you're like, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast and shower. And it would be like two hours later. And I'm like, how are you eating this slow? Like that was the biggest difference for me. But what about you dating an American? Um, yeah, it's always like this American thing of expressing, for example, you come into this room and see, um, see uh, whatever, like a college and you're like, oh, this is so cool. Like that's that's something American. Like that's nothing a German would do. Like we're mm. like, oh wow, nice room or anything. We would do it like more straightforward. But you're like, oh, this is so cool and da da da, and like express your emotions like by saying it. Yes, so, I so that. over. So, so that's uh, you're not that over, but it's like you still have that American yes. thing in you. But I like that it's not so much of it like if it's too much i'm like backing down because I'm like, okay this is not for me this mentality of everything is great awesome hilarious like no sometimes a joke is just bad <laughs> or so- i'm remembering now that i used to use all those words in byron i was like that's insane and you're like it's not insane <laughs> yeah, but, like exactly. that's so nuts and you're like no it's not like that was a big difference actually was how like just matter of fact you were yeah and i was like yes it is insane and you're like do you know what insane is insane is like the craziest of crazy like it's yeah. not that crazy yeah and i'm like hmm like yeah hilarious to us saying hilarious is the same as saying like lol so i'd be like oh yeah that guy walking across the street is hilarious he's like do you know what hilarious means it means it's like so funny you're like delusionally laughing like yeah. and i'm like yeah that i guess that is a big difference now that you say it <laughs> yeah but it's it's not an issue for me like yeah we, we, you still are not like you're not doing it all the time so i'm like okay this is this yeah. is like a fit because it's you're still straightforward yeah so that's the only thing i can think of right now of course there's like little traditions and stuff but i, I don't know there's not many traditions that i'm like bringing from america over here or vice versa you know like yeah it's like we like some german tradition to you're not real it's not your family's religious that i have to like convert to something or vice versa so no nothing like that know. someone asked if we manifest with sex we talked about you have to explain that one to me (laughs) and i was like i don't even think i understand this yet and i think from what i was reading it's like basically visualizing what your desire is so that when you have sex and you orgasm the manifestation is like oh yeah yeah, fruition and so i obviously i just had to explain it to nick so he doesn't even know what it is so that's a no and for me it's a no too so we haven't really like explored that um what is the most woo-woo thing you're into? <laughs> when I desire something really, really much, like, I don't know, I need this job or like I'm desperate, like this is crucial for my life. Like, I don't know, during my during my final year of school, like we have to take this big exam. So I'm like, please God, let me like uh, get that grade or something so I can get in the study I want to get into. And um, that's when I like, that happens once a year or once every two years that that's when i pray to god but that's the most woo-woo thing uh, that i'm into yeah he's not woo at all no like actually that was something when i started doing my coaching here that i was almost like insecure because we had to start working like right next to each other at the kitchen table and i would be doing a coaching call and have like my oracle cards and like explaining something about the soul and like i don't know doing a breathing exercise and meditation and i was like this is going to be really weird because I don't think Nick is into this and this could actually be like too much for him. And you were like, I don't care. 
yeah it just goes in one ear and go leaves the other way so <laughs> yeah and like you should see my side of the bed and his side of the bed my side has like crystals sprays oracle card pendulum <laughs> and his is like wallet keys book but you've never said anything to make me feel like oh this is silly or stupid or yeah i mean I maybe you'll make jokes for me but yeah i'm sure you've made jokes but one time oh and you lost your phone and you're like can you go talk to your stones and your oh, stars yeah. <laughs> i lost my phone yeah that was funny, but that was even like to me. That's funny. You weren't. You never like undermine what I'm doing. No, I like try I, not to be disrespectful. Yeah, I've never like you know ended a call and you've been like, what were you doing at the end? Like that's never happened. No. It's like mm, whatever. So yeah, someone asked what you think about my business, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Um. What about are we planning to live anywhere outside of the U.S. or the? I mean, excuse me, outside of Europe, like Bali. You don't like Bali um no it's so overrun i like i heard that philippines that the philippines and the cambodia and vietnam mm -hmm. that they are awesome and i haven't been there plan to travel but right, right when i wanted to leave my farm and start traveling coronavirus hit so i never got to see these places but mm -hmm. i was in bali for two weeks and i liked it but it's not the place where i would, would want to live yeah and um yeah but yeah like i said australia is my big move after my studies yeah we've talked about like where we would live after in australia like we both love byron we love the sunshine so we'd probably go there yeah that would be the next place um someone asked is it true that european guys are better about sex than the u.s and i don't know if they meant at sex or just about sex so <laughs> i'm gonna take it the way they wrote it about sex i think maybe they mean more open-minded and to me i think you guys are like Americans yeah. are very hush hush taboo like don't even talk about sex like I'm sure people right now even listening are like oh, freaking out uh it's very like quiet sex education isn't that big and it's very like it's just like very polarizing to talk about sex in America yeah. we're here I don't think we have it is. sex ed in school in middle school so, oh my gosh and you guys have can you explain the Hamburg streets and like Reaper Bond and all that <laughs> yeah we have a strip in Hamburg it's like Las Vegas kind of uh, side yeah. street, yes. a little dirty and everything. So yeah, we have like big, um, how do you call it? Um, prostitutes. Prostitute, like these houses, like big, big yeah. houses full of prostitutes and like prostitution houses. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, like, brothels. Yeah, they're full of them. We have one street we were walking through, and it's full of prostitutes. So yeah, it's pretty open. And that was nuts for me. Like. I've actually been to Amsterdam in the uh, red light district and I kind of remember seeing it, but it was so long ago. So when we went to Hamburg like a month ago and we turned down that street, I was like, this is just something you would never see in the United States. Like it's literally girls in lingerie in the windows, just like waiting there as if you're taking an order for a coffee, like, but you're taking an order for sex yeah. and then guys just going in and then doing whatever. And it's all over in Hamburg. And I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. So if the question was like better in terms of more open-minded, you guys definitely are like even talking about it and talking about like self-pleasure and masturbation and things like that. Like we talk about stuff like that all the time where I feel like in the U S it's very like, what? Shh, close your ears. Like it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not as talked about. Um, what's our dream as a couple? We quite, we kind of talked about it. I feel like our dream right now is like you finish here Germany is not yeah. our long-term plan. Like no, Germany, Germany is, not is my like dream. <laughs> yeah, Germany to me is like a part of a chapter of a book. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, I love it. Let's settle in here. It's kind of like, this is like a stepping stone to our next Level. thing. Yeah. Because it's like, I, the only other option would be to break up or me be long distance. But I'm like, it's not like I cannot stand it and I'm miserable. It's, yeah. but it's not my first choice. So um, Germany is not long term, but I would say our dream, like after this is probably to travel to Australia. And then yes. we were even talking about australia because it's a good central travel hub like you can go to eastern asia you can go or southeast asia you can go to new zealand fiji like there's so many places to go to around australia so i think that's right now what our dream would be yeah are our zodiac signs matching from what we've looked up apparently yes it's funny that people ask me this because as woo -woo as i am i really don't know a lot about astrology and i really don't know a lot about crystals which i think is surprising to people but yeah, our zodiac signs. I did look it up, and you're a Libra. Yes. And I'm an Aquarius, and apparently, yes, and even your mom said something. My mom is into um, zodiac signs, and she says, yes, Libra and Aquarius, they are like a 100% match. So we're good. I remember I sent you an article, and you're like, bah, I can't even read this. This is so no, funny. I, I seriously can't read them <laughs> and take them serious because it's all so general. Yeah, he he's not into it. Okay, we also got, how is it living 24-7 during the pandemic with someone I just met? I, we already answered this, but yeah. to me, we had practice in the hostel too. Yeah, like, we exactly. were on top of each other, with each other every day, so it was, we were kind of used to it. One thing that we don't negotiate when it comes to couplehood. I don't know that we've talked about it, but I think, like, I think one thing that comes up for me is, like, resolving issues. Like, I really feel like we never go to bed angry we no. never, I never, if we are arguing, I'm never like, oh, I'm going to make him feel worse. Like, it's never like about being right. No. I feel like we try really hard to resolve it. Like even the other day, yesterday, we got in like a little argument, but it was like, we've resolved it within like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a big deal. So I feel like not like what we don't negotiate is like, or what, what we try to do is like always find a solution. And... I don't know. What else? Can you think of anything else? Like what is a no-no in the relationship? Or let's see, that we don't negotiate. Mm. Like, uh, like yeah, just like an absolute don't no. don't want to do. Yeah. Like for me, it's not being on top of each other in public. Like mm. whenever we are sitting in a circle, it's so awkward if the girl comes and sits on top of me while I talk to my friends. <laughs> and is all over me and tries to get my attention right in front of me. I would like of course everyone who doesn't have a girl boyfriend or even if you do and you're sitting in a group with your friends or and have a chat and suddenly the partner comes in and it's it's awkward it makes things weird so that's a no for me that's a no for you a no for me is like public embarrassment like if you were to like make a dig about me you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, or like embarrass yeah. me in front of other people. I'm like, I don't think that's funny. But that's a no-go. Yeah, that's like a no-go for, for anybody. Yeah. But but I think as a couple, to me, it would be like, we really try to resolve everything. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've been on the same page about that. Um, Let's see. What is the most valuable thing for you in a relationship? I can answer first. I think mine's loyalty. Like, yes. it's so valuable for Same. me because it goes beyond, I don't only mean loyal, like committed, like, oh, you're not going to cheat on me. I also think, like, I can trust you to go out. And if your friends are like, oh, how is it having a girlfriend that you wouldn't just start, like, trash talking to me? Like, oh, you know, the old girlfriend at home, ball and <laughs> chain, like, yeah. or, like, talking bad about me. Like, 
about in bed or like yeah she just doesn't do this one thing like yeah, I just, or like not like, be i'm not this you know these type of guys that go like when they're out let's ask the law if i can be out for one more oh, hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no it's uh yeah so i really like that you're loyal like i feel like i can trust you in any situation so loyalty and trust yeah same for me same for y'all what about the hardest thing to adapt to in a new relationship or environment for me it's like figuring out the routine uh especially because when you started school you were waking up so much earlier than me and my clients are mostly in the u.s so i technically don't have to wake up until like one yeah and so you were waking up at seven or if sometimes earlier and i think for any new relationship it is figuring that out like the whole routine thing of like okay what if you want to eat earlier or later and what if i want to go to bed earlier or later like that's you kind of have to do this dance of like okay what time should we even when we moved in together we were going to bed so late like 1 or 2 a.m and then finally we like moved it up i still don't think we go to bed early enough but like (laughs) we are always like doing this dance of like okay you know when do we go to bed and wake up so to me the hardest thing to adapt to is like you have your own routines right like i had my whole routine in byron my whole routine before byron you had your whole thing and then all of a sudden it's like you're together yeah and now you just have to completely adapt to make your routines work for each other so that would be mine yeah but like the 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 question of anything that's hard like i don't feel it was hard to adapt to each other because we were easy go easy going so the hardest thing like would be to align yourself with other persons that like you're you're living with a different person that you haven't met with in your life yeah um together in one spot and every single day like i have this thing when i when i spend two two weeks together with a friend in a house on the lake or whatever like with my best friend we we need a break afterwards like people experience that like after you go on a two-week trip with your best friend you take a day off or two to not talk to each other and or talk barely to each other but um i don't feel like i have that with you so that's that would usually be my biggest thing but it yeah. wasn't hard at all to adapt yeah that is true I, I was worried about that too like i said i lived alone for most yeah. of my 20s and my last relationship was so long ago that i was like what the fuck now i'm gonna live with this guy like this is gonna <laughs> be a big adjustment and it's been fine so yeah, yeah. What do we, this is more of a general question. So this isn't like me and you, this is like dating. What do we talk about when we first meet a girl or a guy we like? I remember, I'll use you as the example, but I remember like immediately texting Marley after we met. And I was like, I kept calling you German Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just met a German Bay and I knew she would freak out because she was dating a German. And so she's like, oh my God, we got to go on a double date, which is funny because we did end up going on double dates with them. Yeah. But um i feel like girls usually like freak out and we're like oh my god guess what like just met a guy and here's like how he looks and here's what he does and da, da, da. <laughs> and i definitely did that where i was like oh my gosh yeah, he's german he's traveling too he lives at or he's staying at surf house um so i feel like that's what girls do is usually like text their friends and be like oh my god i just met this guy yeah but what about guys when they first meet a girl like for me Guys are pretty easy about, like, we don't, of course, like, obviously, we most of us, we don't go around and, like, oh, I met this girl, and, like, she's crazy, like, yeah. if she was crazy, like, some sometimes some guys do it, like, wow, she was so hot or anything in the yeah. soccer locker room or whatever, but um, it's not like we go around and tell everyone how awesome, like, 
this new goddess we met like me for myself i keep it for myself a little bit think about it because if i tell everyone and, and then it doesn't work out everyone is gonna ask me yeah. like, what about that girl i'm like yeah it's not work out, working out so i keep it for myself for a specific time until i'm serious okay but like but before i know that i um that i'm into the girl so when did you start telling people about me um i mean we were on a hostel Mm-hmm. so when i came back home or even like for my best friends and my family i told them that like i have a girl here but mm-hmm. we're probably gonna split up and when i got back home and you were going to move here then i was telling like the people that mm-hmm. i talked to so yeah let's see what does your ideal day look like i think maybe as a couple yeah for me, it'd probably sleeping be like, <laughs> literally just about to say sleeping in. We always sleep in on the weekends. That's because you wake up so early during the week. Yeah. And now I've got started to wake up really early, but then I work kind of late. So the weekends, we always sleep in, sleep in probably. It's so funny because I'm like thinking, thinking of like lockdown version. Like, yeah, like I mean, we can't go out to a cafe. So I'm like, eat breakfast together in the kitchen. Like, yeah. like there's just so little to do right now that half of our relationship has been inside so yeah during lockdown perfect day is sleeping in cooking a nice meal going for a walk and having a nice dinner yeah watching a nice movie and or show and yeah that's been it if we were like in australia i feel like one of our ideal days to me was like we woke up we like ate breakfast together then we worked out then we went to the beach and like chilled all day we had lunch on the beach went back i think we had dinner that night like that was like a, I think I, we both like the beach. So yeah. an ideal day for us would be like sleep in, hit the beach, eat Maybe good food. To, yeah, surfing for me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just swim, lay out, hang out, and then yeah. Usually we end the night like watching a TV show or a movie. Yeah, we've watched like half of Netflix in lockdown, so <laughs> that's been our like ideal day. But obviously, it'd be different if there was more to yes. do. How were, how will our relationship evolve considering the visa situation? So what's interesting is this will be out after I will be back in Florida. So I, like Nick said earlier, do not qualify for the language visa because I would have to go study after in a German university. And at this point, I'm like, I am full time in my business. And to me, it doesn't make sense to go just study at a German university. Like, it just seems like such a waste of time and money. There were other ways. Like one of them was like, go work at McDonald's and get transferred over here. And I was like, I just don't want to do that. Like there's a lot of like, I don't know. It seemed like waste of time and energy and money to me. But there was a freelancer visa that I knew a girl that she was a blogger and she lived here for like three years. And she said she came on that visa. So I actually read her whole blog post on it. And her name's Helene in between for anyone that's wondering. And she did this whole detailed blog post about the freelancer visa and I was like, well, then that's the one I should do. Like, I, I'm i not a freelancer in that I work for other people, but I could end up making my whole business around that because it's like, technically I could, like, there's a way to spin it that I could work out. So we decided that that's what I'm going to do. But unfortunately, my 90 days of being on a tourist visa is up. So I do have to go home for like two or three months, hopefully not longer than that, and get my visa And then we'll see how long that takes me to. Like I said, that girl, I think she had to renew hers every year, but then she stayed here for three years and your studies are only two and a half more years. So we're hoping that that one works out, but 
um, it's not easy. Like if any of you watch the show 90 Day Fiance, I just started watching it a few months ago and now I relate to it so much. I'm like, yeah, you have to like make things work. Like I'm going to have to pay for this apartment while I'm gone, which is not ideal, but that's like what I had in order to even apply for a visa. I had to get an apartment. So it was like, I didn't really have a choice and I really thought we could get the language visa. Um, and, And there's just like different rules with every country, right? We're also in the middle of a global pandemic. So there's just a lot of layers into the visa thing. But the good news is, I guess, in a way, is that we've already spent time apart in our relationship. Like a lot of people that meet and go as fast as we did, they spend every day together. We had like three weeks off when I was in England. Then we had like two weeks in between or maybe even three between Byron and Germany. Yeah. So we've already done the like being apart thing. I think this time will be harder, though, because now we've gotten so used to being together all day, every day. And we live together that I think this will be the toughest one. But at the same time, we are more sure of each other. You know what I mean? Like the Byron one, we're like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen when I get there. And now it's like, well, I know what's like we live together and we have a nice life. So, of course, I'm not worried. I'll be back in a few months. What do you think? Yeah, same. Like, I'm pretty confident in that. Like your your friend, the blogger, uh, that sounded like it's pretty similar to you. So I'm confident in you getting that visa. So you'll be here back in February, March. Yeah. March anyways, because you can apply for a new tourist visa then. Mm-hmm. So at least you're, you're, the latest thing you're going to be back is March. Mm-hmm. And March, April, May is three months. So in June, I think I already have uh, studies off yeah. for a month or two. So that's when I'm like, okay, I'm pretty relaxed. We're pretty much set up until next year in uh, in fall. So yeah. So hopefully, fine. yeah. And if it doesn't, this is what I like about our relationship is like, we're not freaking out. Like if for yeah. any reason I didn't get it, it's like, oh my God, why are we doing that? It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Well then we'll just do the 90 day one. Like I'll wait 90 days or I'll yeah. find another visa or like, you just come visit me. Like, I don't know. We're not like, we're not banking on only one solution all the time. I feel like we yeah. always have other solutions. Um, what about where we want to holiday together? In Europe, I would say like Spain or... Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, France, um, we said. In, like in summer and winter, when there's snow or it's when it's warm, Austria, I love it, go mm-hmm. hiking. Or uh, Spain, um, probably Copenhagen for a few days again. Yeah, we nice. really liked Copenhagen. In the US, we've talked about Arizona, like the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I really want to go to Sedona. Um, California is beautiful and I would love to take you there. Yeah. And Australia, obviously we've talked about Southeast Asia, like New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand. So there's a lot on the list. Let's see. Yeah. We'll see once coronavirus is up. Yeah. We already discussed the worst fight. Um, did I meet your friends and vice versa? So yeah, you met two of my friends here and that's it. You've met some of them on FaceTime. Yeah. And then I've met a few of your friends too. Yeah. Like the the key ones you have met, yes. Do we have any feedback from your friends? Yes. Um, the thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up for Heard my birthday first? dinner. We were on the like we had dinner together with all my closest friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were like you you went to the bathroom and everyone was like, oh yeah, she's cute. She's so, cute. Yeah, positive. <laughs> yeah, I've only heard good things about Nick too. Like. Really, the only thing anyone ever brings up is the age gap. And I'm like, guys, yeah. if I'm not worried about it, you don't need to be worried about it. 
like everyone wants to put all these warnings on it and lay, like oh well you know one time i dated a guy that was younger and this happened i'm like that's your experience like i don't need to take that as the truth so i think that's something i like about us too is like we don't really let other people's opinions like get in the way of us no what about if i could change anything about you what would it be I think for me to you, I'll do like a... Don't say the YouTube videos. I will say a deep one and then a not deep one. <laughs> the not deep one is like, he plays YouTube videos on Played. loud. He says that he like doesn't do this anymore, but he does. Where he put plays, my headphones in. <laughs> he plays these YouTube videos on loud that are... We have a very... That is one thing. We have a really different sense of humor, I think. Yeah. You have like yeah, a darker true. sense of humor and like more jokey, like slapstick. And I have like a really dry sense of humor. So he'll watch these videos and be like, ah, and he's like, come look at this video. And I like, don't even crack a smile. I'm like, I don't think that's funny at all. And I think it's like the most annoying thing he does. And every day he's like, no, 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 trust me. You'll think this one's (laughs) funny. And I'm like, I don't think that's funny. So that's, if I could change anything, it would be like, I don't know, hoping that you had more of a dry sense of humor as me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we can play this uh, two ways. So yes. Your uh, humor being more my humor, but yeah, I think that also if we would be the same, it would be boring. So yeah, if you would laugh at every joke I laugh at, it would be boring. So I wouldn't want to change that. Yeah. Uh, that like I don't know. That's not the big thing that I wanted want you to change. Yeah, there's not like there. I feel like in relationships, there's always like one glaring thing. They're like, oh, if they just had that one thing, but I'm like there's not like one big thing that I'm like every day thinking about like, Oh, I just wish you did that. Like not, not yet. (laughs) Maybe my clothes, but I would say habits. Yeah. Like I, he's, he puts all his clothes on the chair and then just dumps them (laughs) off the chair. And I've gotten in this new morning routine of like waking up and cleaning, like making the bed, doing the dishes. Like it's kind of meditative for me. So then I come in the room and it's like, just his clothes are on the ground. And I'm like, I don't understand why you can't just put them in the laundry basket or back in the closet. And he, you just say that that's like what boys do. Yeah, I, I, I'm lazy with in, in this uh, subject. In putting your clothes away. Yep. Yeah. Any language barrier? Um. Yeah. Especially when I have um, have my studies, it's hard to switch. Or during my classes, mm-hmm. on one ear I'm listening on German to something I have to learn and understand. On the other ear, like when you come in and talk for a second, this is crazy. Like. Imagine having like two different languages on yeah. every ear. It's 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 like trying to move your arms in two different directions at the same time. Yeah, it's just one half of the brain is on and the other one on the other side. So only in these situations or when I'm like a little stressed, then it it's it's difficult for me to switch to English and German. Yeah, right away. Like for example, if Chelsea wants to order like a kebab and mm. tells me what she wants, and I have to say it in german to the cashier i have to translate every single word yeah because it's not normal day um things i say so usually i'm fluent in english but i don't have to think about translating it but for like ordering food and switching right away the languages that's kind of hard yeah i would say like to me it's not even that big of a language barrier like you said it's there are days there's only been a few days where it's like your brain has a glitch where you're like (laughs) i just can't even translate anymore like i just can't speak english right now and by the way all our flatmates are german and only like 
two of them speak English. Felix speaks English really well. Yeah. And Andre speaks it, but not that well. Like he speaks yeah. it, but one girl doesn't speak it at all. And then Johannes like kind of speaks it. Yeah. So that's actually really hard for me is like one night we had every, all the roommates like hanging out when we first got here and no one spoke English. And I was like, this is going to be really, really hard. And like, it is hard sometimes. Like there's been dinner sometimes where we're all out there and everybody's just speaking in German and I'm like just sitting there. But they, the other night when we had everybody out to like party, everyone was like speaking English and yeah. trying to like switch between. So that was helpful. But you always have to think about it flipped too, right? Like if we are in America and I'm with all my American roommates and have my one German boyfriend, all my roommates and I aren't going to just switch to German that we barely know for one person. So I never really take it personally, but I remember there were actually like two weeks where we were just, Andre would always be eating out there with us and you guys would be talking a lot. And I always would feel really left out. Yeah. And Andre is super sweet. He's the older one. And he was like, do you feel like like left out sometimes? Like, yeah, like it's hard. Like we're in a German town. We're in Germany. I don't speak any freaking German and it can be hard. But um, with you, it's funny that there's words that I say that I'm like, oh, he definitely won't know what that is. And you're like, yeah, of course I do. And then there's words that I'm like, oh, he'll definitely know. And you're like, no, what does that mean? Like, yeah. like um, leech. Like the, oh, I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, you're being a leech. And you're like, what is that? I was like, a leech, like the animal. And you're like, I don't know. But then I'll say like, I don't know, a longer word that I think is even hard. And you're like, yeah, duh, I know what that means. So <laughs> sometimes it's funny. Um, but yeah, like you said, sometimes it's just, if you're speaking German all day, then it can be weird to yeah. translate. What about, someone has two cleans and who cooks? We both do, but right now you're doing a little more, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we both do. And you know, this was an interesting question because this was something that I was scared of. Like I said, when we moved in together, and remember one of our first nights in here, you cooked like a really good meal. You're really good at following recipes and cooking. Yeah. Like, I think you're a better cook, even though we both cook. I think you're a better cook. And I remember being like, Ooh, you cook so well. Like, why don't you do the cooking and I'll do the cleaning? And you're like, Nope. What? But you were just like, why? Like, that's not even a thing. Like what? We don't need to like put a hard label on it. Like, yeah. That. Like, yeah. I don't like putting rules where you don't need yeah rules, like oh right? yeah every day nick is the cook and every day i clean like yeah no it just was like he like looked at me he's like what are you talking about like we're both gonna do cooking and cleaning so it was really refreshing but um yeah like i said right now i'm in this weird phase where i like like cleaning so i'm just cleaning more and cooking i don't know i think you cook more of the dinners yeah we both eat different breakfasts so we never cook those for each other so Lunch and dinner is really the only thing. Favorite thing about each other? We kind of said it, but uh, the easygoingness and not mm -hmm. being too grown up. Like yeah. doing doing silly, funny things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same. I think we're very spontaneous. Like I could be like, hey, like after this, let's go on a walk by the lake. And you'll be like, okay. Not like, yeah. I don't know. The lake is so far. You're like, mm, okay. Like, if we do, I don't know. Like, I, I agree. I think it's that. And the easygoingness, what I found, too, is it helps with every part of life. Like, easygoing in, like, decision-making, easygoing in, like, dinner, easygoing in, I don't know, like, traveling. Like, it's never, I know I couldn't, like, it never seems to me like you'll be, like, flustered about something and, like, oh, my God, we didn't do this. It's like, oh, whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Which is really nice. Habits we've picked up living together. I talked about this yesterday. I think 
I drink way more tea, which is weird. I never drank tea before, like that excessively, but I don't know. I enjoy it now. We drink so much tea now with honey. Your grandma made really good honey and yeah. we have like a million jars and we are running through them. We yeah. have like 20 jars, I feel like. And I never used to eat honey, like never. So I, I eat a lot of honey now. Um, I feel like I clean more than I did. I think maybe that's also because we live in a shared flat. So it's like truly if it's too many people in the kitchen, it just looks dirty. Yeah. So I have gotten in a habit of cleaning. So I feel like that's something that I've picked up. And what else? Like picked up from each other. Picked up from each other. The, the teasing. Yeah. Like you are teasing. I am teasing. I used to do it before, but not that much. And that uh, laugh like this. Ha. <sighs> Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of like funny laughs like ha ha ha. Like I don't know, I never used to do that either. Yeah. Um if I think of any more we'll come back to it cuz I'm sure there's more. We we do pick up each other's like mannerisms sometimes like because of course it's like you're living together all day every day. Yeah. Of course you're going to like reflect things back to each other and mimic each other. Um how we handle conflict, we've kind of already talked about this, yeah. so. Why? Let's see. No, we already discussed this too. Okay. That's a lot of questions. Do we have an anniversary? What is it again? <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't really. Like we do and we don't because remember I told you guys he called me his girlfriend when I wasn't even like ready to be called his girlfriend. So it's like you could count it that day. He says he counts it the day that we met. It could be the day that we had our first date. It could be the day that we actually like really had the talk about me being here. So I kind of just say like mid-July because yeah. that's when we met and that's when, I don't know, mid-July sounds good. So yeah. mid-July. But we don't have a big day, I think. Yeah. What's our best memory together? Um, That beach party. Well, I love that one when we, like when the sunrise was uh, right there and we just sat mm. at the beach. Yeah. That yeah, that was, was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun because we watched the sunrise and we were having like deep conversations and we walked home and like had breakfast and chilled back at the hostel. It was like yeah. one of those days where like there wasn't like a worry in the world. It yeah, was exactly. just like we have nothing to do but like hang out and enjoy each other's company. Yeah. I liked that one and I really liked the one day where we did spend like the whole day together. Like, I mean, we always did, but this one it's like. We had breakfast, then you did my workout with me, my Melissa would help workout. <laughs> yeah. And then we meditated and we went to the beach and we were like listening to music. It was just like a really fun, easygoing day. So I would say Byron is like our best memories in general. Yes. Let's see. Nicknames for each other. You call me Clumsy Ball. Clumsy Ball, Little Digester. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else do we have? I just call That's you Nikki. Big ones, right? Yeah, yeah, Nikki. <laughs> when him, when I'm calling him across the room, I'm like Nikki. Yeah. But you don't really have, I don't know, nicknames, right? Chels. Yeah. Sometimes, but yeah, clumsy ball digester. And yeah, gels. he thinks I'm really clumsy, but I swear you made me more clumsy. <laughs> like I don't remember being this clumsy, and now that he says it, it's like manifesting it like he really like i'm clumsy now yeah and then i always feel like my stomach is like doing something or having some burping or something so he calls yeah. me little digester that stomach is see. wild i need to go to a health specialist um the other thing though that i find interesting is you don't like like pet names or anything like 
babe or baby or sweetie like sometimes we do it as a joke like yeah or it just slips out like oh yeah honey but it's still kind of like not serious like it's not not a thing yeah not a serious thing yeah i'm not like come here babe babe come here baby like we yeah, don't no. we don't use those names we'll just be like my little clumsy ball what do you think are flaws that you need to fix hmm the chair and the clothes thing <laughs> Oh, I told you this one. When you do the, I'll be like trying to over explain something. He'll just go, okay. But in theory, I'm it's not actually. Fi- I'm not fixing that. But also, yeah, I was like, it's not really a flaw because if you think about it, when you're arguing with someone, you want them to just stop and agree with you. <laughs> and so he does. But then you're like on this steam train of over explaining. And then he just stops it by going like, okay. I'll be like, Nick, I need you to like, just do this because this, this, and this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and you... I used to piss me off, and now I'm like, well, I guess that's the outcome I want. Yeah, like when you know when you're ready to go at someone, like clean up the dishes now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. So I used to hate it, but now I'm like, mm, I guess it's ideal. Yeah. Anything about me? Uh, when you burn your whole uh, bonfire in this room, <laughs> like in her working room, she has like these little sticks that incense. Uh, yeah, the incense that are supposed to smell good, but it just smells like she made a bonfire. <laughs> because I don't know <laughs> what you're doing, but you're lighting up like five, five things a day. Yeah, I do. It's, uh, he walks in, he's like, what? you're you're getting lung damage from that one. I think. I don't think so. It smells so good. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna do rapid fire questions. So okay. you can't look at these. So don't look. <laughs> I have them in front of me. What's your favorite zoo animal? Tiger or lion. What is something that you're most proud of? Um, changing from my teenage me to my current me. Mm. If you were a superhero, what would your powers be? Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> what is his superpower? He has a suit. The suit is awesome. But what does he do? Um, he's funny. He is. Uh, what is his superpower? His superpower. He's smart. <laughs> wow. Iron Man is, if you say Iron Man is not a superhero, we are in trouble. No, he is, but I don't know what his powers are. Like, does he fly? Does yeah, he he's like... a suit that can fly, that can fire shots, that oh, can okay. do anything. Okay. If money was no object, what would you do all day? Perfect. Having the perfect day. Sleeping in Byron, surfing, going out, and then partying at night. Um, how old were you when you found out Santa wasn't real, and how did you find out? I was five years old or six years old, and a neighbor's kid, we were outside, said, Santa is not real, Santa is not real, he was older. So we were like, whoa, whoa, he's not real, what? <laughs> so next Christmas, we were like, oh, he's not real, he's not real. So all of uh, me and my two siblings, we were like, he's not real. Like, we saw a tattoo or a necklace on the Santa's neck. Yeah. We were like, oh, no, he's not real, he's not real. And our dad was, like, angry. So Oh, my God. <laughs> that was, a, yeah, that was crazy. That's so funny. What about, how do you think your friends would describe you? Um, straightforward and easygoing. What are you most scared of? Not being able to do the sports. What do you think people misunderstand about you? Um, sometimes some people, when I'm straightforward, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just straightforward. Like not pu- putting everything in a package. I'm just saying it mm-hmm. like I feel it. And some people 
interpret it as being uh, mean. Mm. Funniest, funniest thing that has happened to you recently? Oh. It's locked down. It's... Uh... <laughs> but it must be something you did. Yeah, it's like, well, we live together, so it has to be like from us. Yeah, like every day you, you're clumsy, so something, <laughs> something happens. It's um, happened to you. I'm trying to think. I thought of one the other day, and now I can't think mm-hmm. of it. That's a tough one. Okay, we'll skip that. And now, last one. You're a new addition to the crayon box. What color are you? To my what? You're a new addition to the crayon box. The crayons? Language barrier alert. What is crayon? <laughs> like a crayon. Like the things you draw with, color with. Yeah. Like, you know, there's Pencils. a crayon box. No, they're called crayons. <laughs> staring at me like he doesn't i did not know that he didn't know this word you, okay when you go to kindergarten and they have like a box of coloring utensils yeah and it looks it's called a crayon but people call it like the crayon box oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in german it's called wachsmalstift oh yeah i can say that um, <laughs> so what color are you uh you have to make up a color not like blue like like spicy mustard yellow or like Oh, you know what I mean? oh God! That <laughs> who who asked that question? Um, ocean blue. Ocean blue. Okay. Now, what are your rapid fire questions for me? Oh yeah. Just one I'm second. Pull them up. Let's see. I'm looking at any other. I think we answered everything. Yeah. Actually, there is one question we didn't get to. How do we handle each other's differences? Because we do have a different sense of humor, and we do have different views on like certain things we accept them and don't let them bother us i think yeah and we talk it out yeah um so my first one is how would you explain a job your job to a five-year-old i help people think better thoughts good one uh what's the coolest or best thing or oddest thing you ever did for a friend coolest or what was the second word coolest best or oddest Coolest, best, or oddest things I ever did for a friend? Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I feel like I could answer this for my family. Then do it for your family. <laughs> I think the coolest one was when I was 25, I was making a lot of money, and I won President's Club in my company, which means you got a trip to Hawaii and you could bring one person. And so I brought my dad, but then I had so much money that I ended up buying my mom a plane ticket so for Christmas, I put like a coconut bra and a lay and like a little drink in a package. I opened it for her and she was like, what? And then they ended up paying for my sister. So we all ended up going, like four of us ended up going to Hawaii. But I remember thinking like, this is really cool because I thought it was something that I would do when I was like 40 years old. And I did it when I was 25. Yeah. And we had this like vacation in Hawaii that basically I like had made happen. So I think that was the coolest one. Yeah, cool. Um, what annoys your sister the most about you? <laughs> Which sister? Um, Izzy. I feel Izzy? like you're the closest. Izzy, what would annoy me the most is... I'm trying to think. What annoys Izzy the most about you? What annoys Izzy the most about me? Yeah, yeah like, yeah. What, how does Izzy get annoyed with me? Yeah. I know, I'm trying to think, like... I don't know. Is it, I'm like thinking, I'm like, is it weird to be like, I don't think I annoy them? <laughs> I would have to ask her right now. I know for sure Bianca would be like, I'm too messy for her. Like she oh, would, yeah. she is so clean that she would be like, 
even what I think is clean, she would be like, this is disgusting. So yeah. she would be like that. Um, I think, yeah. I think, you know what, Izzy? She doesn't, I think it's Izzy. She doesn't like like sharing the bed unless you've like showered and done your hair and stuff. So you know how like sometimes I, I won't wash my hair for like a few days. I think she'd be really annoyed and be like, yeah. no, like you need to go wash your hair before you get in the, the <laughs> split a bed. All right. Um, did you ever get one advice that you're still grateful for? Ooh, my gosh, so many. I think like some of the best advice that has really stuck with me, especially in our relationship has been from my mom where she's like, you're not going to get every single thing that you desire from one person. And like, you shouldn't like, you should not depend on only you to bring me like happiness and funniness and, and girl time and deep time. Like, it's like, for example, I can go get like my girly spiritual chats with a friend. I can go have my like eating, I don't know, foodie moments with someone else. I'm using like kind of superficial examples, but I used to think when you were in a relationship or you got married, that person was your like absolute everything and had to provide everything for you. And it's yeah. like, whatever I can't get from you, I can get from a friend or a family member or a mentor, but it doesn't mean that like you are my one and only. And I know this sounds kind of weird, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not so like you're still living your life and it's by your girlfriend is in my point of view, just the addition. Yeah. Like you're life. not my savior. Yeah. And I think that's really important in a relationship. So I feel like that advice has really come up well recently because I always think about that with friends too. Like if I have a friend that's like my funny friend, I don't need to discard them because they're not my serious friend too. It's yeah. like, I can, I can go have my deep serious chats and I can go have my like party friends and not like think like, Oh, I have to cut these people off. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite smell? Lately, it's lavender. Oh yeah. I have lavender incense, the lavender spray, lavender oil. It's it just calms me down. And your uh, cologne. <laughs> um, what smells remind you of your childhood? <laughs> this is gonna be so funny. <laughs> I feel like maple syrup because we would eat so many waffles, <laughs> and yeah, like we would eat Eggo waffles all the time and so i just remember like syrup and like chocolate milk um that's like all i remember eating all the time was like egos and waffles so yeah that's like that's the first thing that popped into my mind um staying with the food uh do you have eating habits that other people hate you think that sometimes i open i chew with my mouth open and yeah. i don't think i do sometimes <laughs> sometimes but it's not like constant con it's not like consistent. always yeah so i think that maybe annoys people and lately because of lockdown like i just feel like everything has gone out the window with like eating rules so i feel like i have my phone at the table more yeah and i eat really fast i feel like so that might annoy people it doesn't annoy me good um what do you get out of traveling oh it's like a 45 minute answer like so many things i think what my biggest thing about traveling is like it makes you realize how small you are especially as an american we are taught that like we are the best country we're the best we're the number one everyone else isn't that great and we grow up thinking like we really are like the superior country so when you go to other countries and you're like wow their education system is better these people are nicer these ones are more laid back these people dress better these people are better cooks like it just makes you realize like, wow, I'm so small. 
especially when you are actually out and about traveling, like going on a walk or like, you know, when you're in a, I don't even know, walking across a bridge. I just remember a very specific example in Prague where I was walking by myself across this bridge and I was like, look how many people are here. Like, I feel like I'm a little speck of a floating on this huge planet. And it just made me realize how small I am and how big this world is. And I think that's what travel brings me is like, brings me outside of myself. Yeah. Um, what is one thing that you always ask your parents for advice for? Mm. I kind of go to both of them for different things. I would say my dad, I go to him a lot for like money and like business advice of like, oh, how should I file my taxes? How should I do this? Like, what should I put in my savings? Where my mom, I go to way more for like relationship advice yeah. and like life advice. What insect do you think is completely okay, but other people hate it or are afraid of it? Hmm. Like, completely okay, but everyone else is afraid of it. Didn't you say you hate spiders? Uh, you didn't hate spiders? Yeah, like I don't really mind them. So I guess yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like weirdly love spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was like obsessed with weirdly one time, like spiders and snakes. Like I was, I mean, I actually have a snake tattoo, but it's not because I like want a snake pet yeah but i really loved how they like moved and i thought they were so interesting so i think i felt the same about spiders for a long time i was like look at these webs that they create and they're like how does this little thing do it and yeah some people are like ah spiders yeah. so yeah even in australia you weren't scared or anything i don't even remember seeing like a spider and if i did i was like mm. yeah um what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about your preschool time Any story, any impression? I don't even really remember preschool, except that my mom said I loved my preschool teacher. I think her name was Miss Christie, unless it was my kindergarten one. <laughs> I do remember kind of like, I don't remember preschool. So I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna answer my like next level up that I can remember. But first grade, apparently I was like competitive about reading and my mom said i read over a thousand books wow <laughs> but they were like easy children's books you yeah. know what i mean they were like a is for apple b is like it was like <laughs> a joke but apparently there was like some reading competition at the library and my mom was like you were like hellbent on reading as many books as possible and i remember that being like a early memory all right and the last one what's the biggest difference between germany and the u.s Ooh, that's funny because this was actually on here and I don't think I, and then I wrote it and I forgot to ask it. Germans are way more blunt. Um, it's Europe, Europe in general and Germany is like less convenience. Like you yeah. rust with the dryers. We have to like hang up the clothes. There's no dishwasher. There's no, like everything is so manual or Usually like. we have dryers though. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> like very do it yourself. Um, way more paperwork. Yeah. I found like it's so hard to. America, you can do everything online. Like, I can renew my license right now online. I feel like here you have to jump through, like, 10 hoops, yeah. call 10 different people, slower eating. Um, this is true for, like, every European country I've been to is you guys just eat way slower. Americans were so used. Again, the convenience thing is, like, quick, fast, get it done. I'm on to my next thing. So also Americans are, like, obsessed with, like, titles and income. And, like, it actually, I remember being in a... Uh, vacation it was like this adult summer camp and they were like the only two questions you cannot ask are people's age and what they do because americans love to ask what's your age and what do yeah. you do so i think here what's interesting is like 
when we hang out with your friends or anybody, I rarely hear them be like, so how old are you? And like, what do you like to like, what do you do for work? That's never a question I hear that often. So mm. no one really cares that much. Um, it's colder over here. Not, and I mean like, like the people are a bit colder. Yeah. Like in America, when you go to the grocery store, they're like, Hey, what can I get you? Are you having a good day? We're here. They're like, Oh, like rolling their eyes. If Many you ask people them hate their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like everywhere we go into a cafe. I was like, Hey, can I get an espresso or something? And it's like, oh, as if I just asked them to like get me a diamond ring. And they're like, oh yeah. yeah, here, here you go. I'm like, this is what? I'm at a cafe. Like yeah. I didn't order anything crazy. Um, what else is different between Germans and Europe, European or US? Um, I think you said a lot. I know I did say a lot. But yeah, the bluntness and like the logical and rational stuff yeah. is very different than the US where you pointed that out to me a lot early in the beginning where I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Like, ah, and you're like, Oh my, it's really not like, <laughs> so that was a big, big difference was yeah. like the enthusiasm is like over the top in the U S and here it's like nothing enthusiastic. <laughs> One more. Think? Yeah. 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 I, th I think the same. That's what I wanted to uh, warn you oh. about and you know, know you experienced it. Um, one more thing, I always listen to a German podcast and they ask these things on every guest they have on. Um, so this question is, uh, what's your last thing you bought and that you regretted mm. that, you, that you never used? And the, like one expensive thing, it doesn't even have to be expensive. Just one thing that you regret buying because you never used it and it's just standing around using up space or something like that. Mm. Recently, it's probably either the oil diffuser that I got because <laughs> I barely use it. I think I turned it on yesterday because I even was like, I don't think I've used this for like a month. Yeah. And the dry brush I got in Byron because every health expert says to dry brush and you know, my feet and hands are always cold. So we think it's a circulation issue and everybody says dry brush helps with that. So I bought this like kind of expensive one in Byron and I think I've used it like three times here. Hmm. <laughs> anything else? No, that's it. I'm done. Okay. Wow. Well, you guys, we have almost two and a half hours of content. So yeah. if we miss anything, let us know. But I think we gave you the 411 and we'll probably do this again because it's been fun and yeah. who knows everything will evolve once the visa situation evolves and moving and everything. So I bet you will have more to report back on, but I think this was a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. My first podcast. First podcast. Oh yeah. By the way, he called it a podcast. Like yeah. you were, you were, you would call that, I can't even speak anymore. You would call it that when we started dating, you're like, I listened to your podcast and I was like, or that's, you're like, let's listen to the pot. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> that's the German way of saying, <laughs> saying podcast. I don't know. It's, it's a hard language. Yeah. But you speak it well. Yeah. So thank you for doing this. I'm so glad you had fun in your first podcast. I would tell people to find you on Instagram, but you barely use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you want to shout it out or no? Nah, it's fine. Yeah, he's, he's not a big IG user. No, but we just waste to follow with that one. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just stay tuned for when he's on part two next. So thank you all for listening. You can follow me at Chelsea Rife at non-expert opinion pod. Visit in my non-expert opinion.com or write into hello in my non-expert opinion.com. And with that, I will see you all next week. Mm -hmm.